Welcome to episode 19 of the Game Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Thompson. I'm a gold-level pro. Here with me is Michael Majors, a platinum-level pro. And, man, two weeks in a row, buddy. I think we're doing it. Yeah, this, this is good progress. I'm not, you know, counting my chickens yet, but we're doing all right. No, nah, man. I'm, I'm already... I'm counting all those chickens. Okay. Well, Oops, you know... So, so far, we have two. If, if we... If we... <laughs> If we make it all the way to the Pro Tour without missing a show, I'll be pretty excited. Oh, man. Well, I'm I'm basically not leaving my house until then, so you yeah, know where to I, find me. I don't think I am either, to be honest. So so then when we mess it up, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah, now that uh, we've been held accountable by admitting that we have absolutely nothing going on with our lives. <laughs> all right, maybe maybe we'll have Connor edit this part. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, yeah. So some, some business happened. A bunch of cards got banned. To be honest, I did not really see this coming. Me neither. I so so as soon as I heard about the announcement being moved up a week, I automatically assumed that Felidar Guardian is going to get banned. Yeah, because you know that makes sense with you know things that have happened. But man, Emrakul, Smuggler's Copter, Reflector Mage, get out! That's so many cards, and like Emrakul, I get, but. Copter seems kind of weird to me, and Reflector Mage seems, I think, pretty weird to everyone. Yeah, so my my knee-jerk reaction is that Reflector Mage was a bad ban, but I think I like it a lot the more I've thought about it, and actually, like, taking a, a critical look at what it means to ban Reflector Mage. So, my thought on it is that if you're going to ban cards in Standard, that's already, like, a huge deal. So if you're going to be out there, like, trying to clean up the streets or whatever, like... You might as well just get Reflector Mage out of there, you know? It's not like that card is a hero by any stretch of the imagination, really. It's just it's just like a, a very unfun card, does not create great gameplay. I'm glad to see it gone. I think it's a little too late. Yeah, I kind of agree, but like, you know, no, I, I, I dig the no half measure stance on things. Hell yeah. And it's, it's an uncommon, like, nobody's upset that, like, Reflector Mage is gone. Literally nobody's complained about it, which is basically impossible. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the card when I cast it because it meant that I was probably winning, but whatever, you know, like, I'll, I'll find other ways to do it that don't make my opponent miserable, you know? Right, and it also just, like, makes, like, awkward situations. You have to, like, remember this thing that has no, like, tangible effect on the game. You just, like, can't cast your spell. It's, like, nothing yep. good about it. I've definitely blown that a few times, and it's really weird with Avacyn and other Flash creatures, and yep. it is... It is really good with the Felidar thingy, too. Yes, I, I do think that was... And, and, I, and I suppose we'll, we'll get more into this in the later half of the show or whatever, but I, I do think that this was their only acknowledgement that Felidar Guardian exists, was this Reflector Mage ban, and I, I really feel like they should have talked about Felidar Guardian. Yeah, I do, too. I'm not sure what the stance is, really, as far as, like... If this was a mistake, should we admit that it's a mistake? Or if they want it to happen, should they just be like, nope, this is a thing, like, have fun or whatever? It, it does seem strange to me. Like, I think just in general, people appreciate transparency. And for just basically no words to be said about this thing is kind of weird. Yeah, for sure. I, I think either stance is fine as long as you outright say it. Say, like, we want the Pro Tour to have this, like, crazy Wild West Splinter Twin combo and we want to see what happens. 
And if it's a total disaster, then we just ban it on March, in March 19th or whatever it is. If it was a mistake, you know, we, we goofed, whatever. Here, like, we're getting rid of a reflector mage to make sure the power level's not too high. We still want to see what happens. Just, you know, talk about it. I'm down with that, too. It, it's kind of weird to me where it's like, well, if it is bad, we, we're doing this additional B&R thing, like, five weeks after the Pro Tour or whatever. And I guess... Since there is this new combo and there are a bunch of bands, like, the Pro Tour is going to be pretty exciting, right? Like, this is basically a fresh format. This is, like, kind of when Kaladesh just came in, right? It is just as exciting instead of just, like, oh, small set enters, like, some things change, but not a lot. And sure, we'll tune in, but we're not going to be glued or whatever. But now it's like, man, all these cards are gone. There's this weirdo twin combo deck. I just imagine that no matter what happens, even if the PT is just like a giant shit show, that I think everyone's going to be watching. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Like, I, I'm I'm excited to, A, find out if the, the twin combo is actually good, and B, just attend the Pro Tour in general, because, like, I think it is going to be dramatically different than the last Pro Tour and the Pro Tour before that. And, like, even though this isn't necessarily what I foresaw or maybe not even what I agree with as far as, like, the banner restricted announcement, like, it's dynamic. It's going to make things interesting. Absolutely. So, Emrakul... I think people are mostly okay with that. Although, I do want to point out that, like, you know, this this card's a Mythic Rare. It was, like, $20 or whatever. I'm kind of out of the loop for, for prices, but I feel like that's a reasonable ballpark. And this is this is completely off topic, but as far as, like, the modern bannings are concerned, the, like, I was reading over the Reddit post, and it was, like, the people that I just had no sympathy for were the people that were, like, oh, man, I just got my four-foil Gitaxian probes. Like, this is such BS or whatever. It's just like, man, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I feel taking a public stance on that because, like, getting excited about foiling out your deck, you know, it's not my thing, but, you know, more power to you, whatever. It is cool, but I, I just feel like a lot of empathy is lost with, like, you know, you have the luxury of foiling out your deck or even foiling out, like, playsets of your favorite cards or whatever, and then... There are, there are people that are actually devastated by this, where it's like they have, you know, either Copters or Emrakuls, maybe both, and then those get banned, and it sucks way more for those people. I don't know. The people that are just like, oh, man, like, now my, my foil collection is completely devastated or whatever. It's like, come on. Like, you're, you're kind of missing the big picture. I, I'm inclined to agree with that point. Also, I'm pretty sure legacy prices will make sure that Gitaxian Probe foils are never that low. Uh, I sort of agree with that, but I think Probe is played a little less than it should be in Legacy. Well, maybe now that it's banned in modern, people will realize it's just busted, and it always has been. Well, okay. <laughs> so now I just want to talk about Probe, but uh, we should we should finish talking about Embercle. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I just I just thought it was funny. Like, obviously, it sucks for the for people to like get their cards banned, and you know, for them to lose out on their investment, and that kind of stinks. But it's like Probe's been on the watch list. Like, you kind of should have known about this. I have some empathy for the people that it actually affects. That's for sure. Right. I mean, I mean, by far the worst part about bans in general is that people lose money on their cards. Like that's that's the crappy part. But as far as Emrakul, so I feel like last show you alluded to the fact that you thought that maybe Emrakul shouldn't have been banned, but you hadn't really fleshed out that point. On the last show, or yeah, you, you what said did you had, I say? You said you had a lot to say about Emrakul, but maybe it wasn't the time because we were talking about Atrial <sighs> Spoil. Man, I'm pretty opinionated, and I generally remember what opinions I have on things. Now I'm just, like, confused as to what was actually going through my mind at that point. Dude, I don't know. It seemed like you just wanted to be, like, contrarian about Emrakul, so I, I was wondering if you got some hot take on that. I mean, maybe I did last week. I guess I don't this week. Man, I, su I suck. Okay. What, what is your opinion today about the ban of Emrakul? I think, I think it sucks that 
one of the Chase Mythic Rares from one of the last sets got banned, and I don't think the card was particularly fun to play against. I think it would have been great if it ended up in a spot where it was in, you know, a fringy deck of the format, not like two of the best three decks in the format. I'm just, I'm, I'm mostly glad it's gone. I, I don't like the way that it went down. I feel like it just kind of turned out poorly for everyone involved, where it was like, you know, you had to, like, suffer through getting Mindslavered a bunch, or you just got your rare band, or, you know, now you have to, like, get an entirely new deck, or whatever. Like, it just does kind of suck, but at least it's, it's slightly better than Collected Company, right? Where it was like, man, this sucks, and it just persists for, like, a year. Yeah, I, I mean... To be fair, I actually have less issue with Collected Company than the average person, so I, I guess I can't completely relate to that point, but I do think Emrakul was a huge problem, and it, it does suck that it happens to be this, you know, marquee card of the set, mythic rare, you know, worth a fair amount of money, but it just didn't promote good gameplay, and that's more important. Yeah, so at the end of the day, these bannings certainly come with some issues. It's going to, like, inspire people to be a little more cautious I think when making big purchases and being a little scared in general as to like what's going to happen to their investment like what's going to happen to their cards right and I think you kind of nailed it in your article where it's like this thing is probably not going to happen very often but like when it does it's going to be to further the health of the format right and I think that's where we are so like yeah I don't like how this went down but at the end of the day I think standard is all the much better for it that's kind of like, you know, the Felidar thingy aside. I always forget what the second part of it is. Felidar Guardian. Guardian. And and for some reason, I thought it was a goat. It's a cat beast, but I, I could have sworn it was a goat. It was a lot cooler when it was a goat. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, Any, you, just, you just can't appreciate the small things. I don't know, man. You know, I grew up on a farm. I had goats as a kid. Like, <laughs> goats are kind of badass, but ultimately it doesn't change my opinion of things whether i'm getting killed by a cat or a goat you yeah know? man of course it doesn't matter but i don't know man <laughs> i thought it was a goat it might be the goat yeah that is possible so yeah now now like standard gets shaken up and i think the format's gonna be good or at least it was before the goat and now there's still like a big question mark on it so that's not great but overall i'm pretty happy with how things went down and i like the fact that they went so far as to nyx reflector mage even though i do think it's kind of just like you know why didn't you do this before but yeah now it's just gotten to the point where they're like hey you know we tried to let company ride for a year and see how it panned out or whatever that didn't work it sucked so now we're gonna try this and it's cool because i i think that it's not necessarily like an admission of them being wrong or whatever but it was like this thing that we tried didn't really work that well so now we'll try this and if this doesn't work well you know they're probably gonna change their stance again and i think that's good yeah, I mean, it's my opinion that I'd rather them try to do, maybe powerful is not the right word, but like do dramatic things and introduce really flashy, cool cards. And if you if you miss a couple times, you know, you admit your mistake and you make sure the format is playable. But like, you know, I, I don't want them to never make new card types or not push cards ever. Like that, that's just not fun either. Yeah, uh, I think this set is pretty exciting because it is doing a lot of different stuff. Yeah, for sure. If, if you just keep printing, like, Grizzly Bears and Train Armadons and stuff, it's like, I'm going to get bored. But this set is pretty dope. Yeah, and, and we, we talked about it last show, too. It's not even necessarily that they're just printing, like, two mana, four or five or whatever. They're, they're or, excuse me, printing these, like, really interesting cards that you have to build your entire deck around. And if, if they did just, like, continue doing things on rate, you know, that's pretty boring, too. So I do like this set. I do think it has, like, a lot of implications where... 
say you buy boosters of this set or you're thinking about whether or not you should buy boosters of this set and it's like, well, this thing has a new mechanic with energy and I open these cards and they don't go in any of the decks that I currently have built. So like, why would I buy this set? You know, maybe instead I'll just buy some singles for the cards that I actually do want. So the fact that it's not really backwards compatible kind of sucks, but you know, hopefully there's a better middle ground there going forward. No, I can definitely see that point. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it in that way. But it, it doesn't really look like there's too many cards in this set, particular Aether Revolt, that are really like that, are there? Well, en- energy is the big one, right? Where it's like, those cards are just contained to this block. Well, you've got like, well, like Gonti's Aether Heart is kind of like the big payoff I can think of that involves energy in the set. And even that, you know, can trigger off artifacts. Like, not that you're necessarily going to build a, you know, a modern deck around this card, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking more of just, like, casual people, like the people that actually do drive the majority of sales, you know? Sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't really think about that too much, to be completely honest, which is maybe not for the best. Once you're kind of, like, turned on to the fact that, like, those things exist and they are kinds of issues and those are things that, like, you need to be thinking about, like, I mean, I, I work there, right? So it's, like, it's tough for me to not be considering these things, even though it's not really relevant to me now. I just, like, can't, I can't stop, you know? Like, I can't just not think about it. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's just, like, a... That, that is a part of design in general, you know? Yeah. It's just something you have to consider. Yep. But other than that, it's like, yeah, there, there's, like, some artifact stuff, and I think Revolt just plays well with a lot of older cards, so that's really sweet. I mean, Improvise is kind of the same thing, just, you know, it's a card type or whatever. Yeah. No, it's good. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully this set sells pretty well. I'm, I'm pretty excited for... Let's see. What's what's my my favorite masterpiece? Which one do I want to open? I hadn't even really. I, I haven't even looked at them to be completely honest. I don't know what the the big hit is. Oh, it's it's got to be Ornithopter, right? <laughs> I, I mean, the art's really good. I've seen that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you're not you know spiking it too hard, but it's still pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Probably something boring like explosives. Explosives is sweet. I know Ravager is there. That's a nice one. Anyway, <laughs> going forward. I don't know. I like I like my spot. I like like before last week I was pretty excited about Tezzeret and then you pointed out that it is basically strictly better than what I thought where it gives plus x minus x instead of minus x minus x. Right. And I was already excited about Tezzeret, was all set to like do my article for this week. I messaged Danny and was like, "Hey man, can can I do a Tezzeret article just for Monday like get it up early, you know? Cuz I just want to build a bunch of decks and well, he never got back to me, but whatever. <laughs> So I have no comment. Yeah, so I was kind of stewing on that for a little bit. I have like seven or eight half-built decks, and then they do this ba- like ban and restricted stuff, right? And it's like, oh, like before I was just like, man, how is my like kind of mopey mid-range Tezzeret deck going to beat Emrakul, right? It was like, do I have to main deck disallows? Like, that's hard to cast, and it's not an artifact, and I don't really want it against anyone else. And now it's just like, oh, I have free reign. So this is kind of great. Yeah, it's nice. Like, you actually have to make a, a conscious choice to include real win conditions in your deck again. You can't just, like, cover all your bases with Traversy, Ovenwald, Ishkana, and Nemrakul. Although I did have those in one of my Tezzeret decks. And that's completely fine. No, like, but you actually have to make a conscious, like, sacrifice in deck building to play those cards now. And, and, and they're still great cards. It's just you don't get everything. Yeah. Now, now you're just trying to, like, beat people down with Noxious Gear Hulks and, like, Liliana Ultimates. Yeah, it's awesome. And Noxious Gear Hulk is like a is a great card. It's an artifact. Uh, you can, you know, my favorite combination is Panharmonicon plus that. That's sweet. So maybe I've been playing too much Hearthstone, 
you, so like do you get to kill two things or do you target the same thing twice yeah dude you get to kill two things okay no, oh, this, no this black wing corruptor your your ex yeah, whatever yeah this this might be the the one time where i'm just like okay i've i've gone way too far away from magic this is a bad thing yeah, that's that's probably true. But to be fair, I was super disappointed that it's Braun, right? That that's yeah. what you're referencing. Yeah. Yeah. It is exactly brand blocking corruptor. Yeah, yeah. That, that that combination is really tilting. Yeah, it is it is sad, but okay, cool. Yeah, Panharmonicon's <laughs> great. Go magic rules, letting me uh, do the things that I want to do. Man, this is this is a sad forty five seconds right here. Oh, it really is, man. This this is like some life-changing stuff going on right now. I don't know if you know this. Oh, God. All right, anyways, um, yeah, so Emrakul's gone. Cards Mid- that cost six mana are actually playable now. Mid-range lives! Yeah, exactly. You're not just going to get overpowered and look like a joke. Maybe, like, people even play Brizella again. That's cool. Oh, man. That is actually awesome. Yeah. No Reflector Mage, no Emrakul. That, that card is playable. Wow. All right, what is good in our Angel Tribal deck? Is the Goat and Sahili good in our Angel Tribal deck? Probably not. I mean, I literally have no interest in casting Brazella, but, you know, it's something you can do. Ooh, we should do a legend search for Thalia's Lancers. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely blink that. That's nice. Remember, you can't get Planeswalkers, though. This is I a know. huge digress from Emrakul ban talk. Yeah, so, so it kind of... It kind of is, but th- this was my point. Is like moving forward, a lot of doors open up, and it's not just stuff in this set. It is like also stuff behind us. Yes, and, and like, also moving forward, I think that's like that. That was my biggest takeaway from the bands. Is like, yeah, maybe Reflector Mage isn't like quote unquote dominant right now, but a, it's not fun to play against, and b, it kind of limits design space for the future. Absolutely, and it just like I'm I'm sure. Uh, Gisela and Bruno were meant to see play, right? And it's just like those basically just could not hack it because of Reflector Mage and Emrakul. And now that those are gone, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I wonder how many Giselas I own. I think I have three. Probably but not that's... enough. It's yeah, also that's... it's great news. Critically, that card is a 4-3, and Shock, God bless Shock, in 2017 is going to see a lot of constructive <laughs> playability. I, I think, I think Gisela is actually just super good now that I'm thinking about it. Hungry Flames, baby. That's the one. Is that deal three to a creature, two to a player? Yeah. Oh man, I, I can't can't imagine how good a double kill off that thing feels. Just like Planeswalker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shock your Gideon, Hungry Flames your Knight. That doesn't feel great, but it gets the job done. Yeah. I mean, you, you again, you you work with what you got. So, what do you think about Smuggler's Copter? I think that is something we should talk about. Yeah, it is. So the comparison to GTA was made. The cards obviously do very different things. But it is kind of similar where it's just like a two-mana artifact. You can put it in a lot of decks. The opportunity cost is incredibly low. If you get to use this card to its full potential, you kind of run away with the game. And games where you draw Copter and games where you don't are just vastly different. And just everyone gets to do this. And the removal did not line up very well against it, which I believe was intentional. And then, you know, here's Fatal Push and probably some other stuff that, you know, I'm missing or whatever. But... Yeah, uh, I I think the format would have been better had that card not been in the set, or at least not been as pushed as it was. And I'm excited to live in this this brand new world. I do still want to play Copter and Modern. I have that on my bucket list, but... Okay, that's legit. Uh, I I agree with all those points. I do think that the vehicle like play patterns are interesting. It's just, it's, it's kind of the same thing as Emrakul in like a vastly different direction. It's like, 
if you had gotten Emrakul, let's say, I don't know, 30 times in your tenure throughout the last standard, like, that would have been interesting. And if you'd face down, like, the smuggler's copter, like, do I, like, hold up my removal spell or do I, like, build my board and get hit by this thing, you know, a couple of times or maybe, like, three times a tournament or whatever arbitrary number you want to say, that's cool. But unfortunately, when the games are warped in the format to the point where, like, every turn two you're facing down this thing it's not unique it's not special it's not fun yeah and then you're just like uh pass with harness lending then they're like veteran motorist crew or they're just like attack you with my creature play another creature and you're just like uh kill your creature and then it's just like you're in the same hole next turn it's just so bad exactly man there are there are a lot of legendary things in this set i hadn't noticed that i i mean i can think of like five or six off top of my head but i i hadn't really considered that Give me the Thalia's Lancer hit list right now. Okay, so it's... What does it get? It gets everything except Planeswalker? Yes, so it says Legendary Permanent, and technically, although Planeswalkers functionally are legends, they are not actually legendary. It is is a Planeswalker rule, not a legend rule. Got it. Okay, so Planar Bridge, Paradox Engine, scrolling up, scrolling up, Heart of Kirin, Gaunti's Aether Heart, Hope of Girapur is apparently a legend. I did not notice that. What is Hope of Gearport? The one mana, one one flyer, Xanid Swarm thingy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I could say Tezzeret as a joke, but I guess it's not funny, and it's too late. I already said it. It's really not. Uh, Rishkar? Yep. The Another thing that comes to mind, even though I'm not there from the scroll, is the Monkey Legend. Yeah, Tom played that card against me today. It was pretty good. Yeah, I think the card is good. I don't think I would thaw these Lancers for it. Agreed. Same, same with Rishkar, I think, even though they kind of seem like they would go in the same deck. Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, Loam Dryad, Green-White Tokens, nonsense, just, like, kind of rampy. I don't know. Yeah, It's probably cra- bad. Crappy mid-range deck that couldn't have z- existed through Emrakul, but still isn't very good. Yeah, that one. Uh, Yeheni? I don't know Yeheni. The Sack Outlet. Mmm, yeah, okay. He's the one with expertise? Yes, yes, he is. Uh, and then is there a... Oh, there's Baral. Baral's kind of legit don't know if it would fit into a blue white deck or whatever but i guess okay let me just skip and say it's all the people that have expertises like they also have a legendary creature good point yeah i guess we could have figured that out but there we go i want a better legendary land but whatever i also don't really want to play like dirkwood boars at the pro tour so yeah i mean i'm I'm just not really into thalia's lancer but i I respect a solid two for one and a four four first strikers nothing scoff at i get it i like gisella with a little Bruna Splash. Like, maybe you play it in the sideboard, or maybe you have one in one you know? But it's like, you don't want to go super big against every single person, but Gisela is completely reasonable against everyone. And, like, once you assemble the monstrosity, you've, you've technically locked them out of Sahili, which is kind of relevant. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Tom played Monkey Legend against you. I assume, was this today? Yes, he was playing okay. a white-red human's deck that looked quite good. Okay, dope. So, that's kind of what I want to talk about, where... Before, it was Copter is kind of the reason why you play aggro, because you get, like, that's the best way to just turn on Toolcraft Exemplar, Inventor's Apprentice, like, you have, I don't know, like, Pia and stuff. You have, like, other weird artifact synergies, right? Disintegration. And now with Copter gone, like, what are you doing with your life? Uh, You just, like, play Metallic Mimic, which is just super great in the deck in general. Yeah, okay. You have, like, Scrounger, Pia, like you said, Thraben Inspector. You could play, like, some of the more, you know, niche vehicles, Fleet Wheel Cruiser, uh, Aether Sphere Harvester, I believe is the name of the 3-5 lifelink one. I thought that was true. Okay, yeah, it is. It was just not hyperlinked in your article today. 
the weird things I noticed. So I was like, oh, maybe Major's got the name wrong. No, I'm pretty sure I was right. No, you're right. You're right. Dope. Master. Smart-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome-ish, thin-ish. Yeah, all, all of the, the ish. Ish kana. Man, we are getting this is, uh, <laughs> way off. God, I miss you, Andrew. Oh, man. Uh, I saw him today. I had lunch with him today. Oh, is that's this, awesome. Is this a good segue? No, I, I don't know if it is, but... You know, we no. can, eventually we can get back to the, the white, red humans and smugglers copter. Okay, yeah, I definitely want to return to that at some point. But let me let me tell you about my lunch with my good friend Andrew Brown. All right, hit uh, me. So he sent me a message after the bannings went up that was just thoughts. He and... sent me the exact same message. I wonder okay. if he sent it in a group message. It was not a group message because I responded. You want to know what my response was? Yeah. It was y'all are crazy. <laughs> and. I... I appreciate your time spent in the South to incorporate y'all into your vocabulary. <laughs> I don't think I ever lived in the actual South, but does like Indiana and Virginia count? I mean, technically, probably. People but. consider Roanoke the South, but I think that's kind of heresy. But this is completely beside the point. Let's get back it to is. our good friend Andrew. I mean that in the nicest way, although talking on the internet is kind of weird where it's like, I know that I can say things that have like weird, subtle... I don't know what's what's the word like tones yeah kind of like the, there's there's like some context clues or whatever and it's like i don't mean for that like i don't mean y'all are crazy and just like you know what the hell are you guys doing or whatever but that's kind of what it sounded like and then i saw him he's like hey hey so what do you mean by that and i was just like, <laughs> like no nah, man you guys are wild you guys are doing crazy stuff and i love it you know and that was about it but uh at the end of it i'm dropping them back off at work and he was talking to P. Sully, and P. Sully mentioned that like him and Cedric are doing a podcast on the bannings and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm, do- I'm doing a podcast later with-, with majors, and we're probably going to talk about bannings. And yeah, it should be fun. We'll see whose podcast is better, right? And at this point, I'm guessing it's going to be Cedric and P. Sully's, because this one is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew was like, Andrew was like, oh, you mean my podcast? And I'm just like, uh... Nah, man. <laughs> no, they, I mean, it, it kind of isn't. feels bad kinda, to say. It kind of isn't, but man, we are missing him right now. And uh, I told him that we were going to blame all the banning stuff on him. Like, not not like the good parts, just the bad parts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Andrew, you, you made me lose so much money. I have four sets of smugglers' copters I was way too lazy to sell. Do you actually? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I'm pathetic. It's It's totally my fault. <laughs> I like that you have the ambition and like your heart's in the right place and then you, there's just, you know, very little follow through. Oh, just zero follow through. Okay, so Red White Humans, <laughs> Monkey, Monkey giving you the beatdowns, right? Yeah. Uh, so I can kind of see that. Is, that's a human, right? Yes. Human she, human pirate. I, be, I believe it is. She is a human pirate, yes. Yeah, that's cool. I like this card and there's no real reason for me to like this card. It's really weird. So his two drops were the Mimic, Carrie Zev, and Thalia's Lieutenant, I assume? Yep. And then did he have Hanweir Garrison? He did out of his sideboard, yes. Okay. And then what was his removal suite? Was it like Declaration in Stone, uh, Outnumber? Was he playing Shock? Was he playing a bigger burn spell? It was Stones and Shocks, and by the end of the video, he had concluded that he should play for Shock. Nice. What were you playing? Or what was he playing against? What were you playing? I was playing a four-color Sahili Aetherworks Marvel deck with the combo. Okay. It was wild. Just yeah. Just like these bannings. Majors, 
You crazy. Yeah, man, I'm crazy. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. He, uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil the video. It's, it's coming out in like a week or something. I imagine he smashed you. He didn't. I, I will say that. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah. Shock just doing God's work. Shock and the red implement. And there was some other weird card that stops the combo. Uh, I forget. I'm really bad at this. That's okay. Authority of the consoles. Is that what you're thinking? of? That's definitely one of them. I thought there was another one. Eh, Thalia. Yeah. Thalia is good. I don't think that was it either. <laughs> but All right. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I'm running out. No, there's there's probably some other stuff, but yeah, that's that's like a nice mix of stuff actually too. Yeah, like I I, I mean, it sounds really stupid, but with like all the power creep in the world these days, like I appreciate that shock is just going to be a good card. Yeah, me too. Well, especially with a copter gun, right? It's like that thing just tags everything now. Yeah, like it's completely reasonable, and, and yeah, like you might have to work for it. And and to be fair, I don't I don't really like the play patterns that this combo encourages because you know at some point you just can't tap out anymore. Yep. But other or, than that, or you do have to tap out, and then you just have to fade a draw step. You know, it sucks. Yes, but but other than that, like it's not really fine, but it's it's beatable. It's beatable, but like so is Copter, so is Emrakul. Like that's not really the question. The question is, is it worth it? You know, like does is there any upside to having this card in standard at all? Oh, I don't think there is personally, but you know. yeah, that's sad. All right, I guess we'll play some crappy Pro Tour. I don't think it's going to be a crappy pro tour. I think I'm going to tap my inspiring statuary and my clues and cast Ulamog, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you, you died two turns earlier to the goat, but... Nah, man, I got Mana Leak in my duck. Ooh, fancy. And Stasis Snare, it'll be fine. Did Mana Leak get better or worse? I think it might have gotten better. In the context of what? Just in standard, with all these cards gone. Oh, you mean like uh, literally just Emrakul and Reflector Mage's Copter being gone? Yeah. I assume it got better because you're going to, like you said, kind of end up in more mid-range fights. So trading one or two mana for their five or six is always just going to be absurd. Yeah, see, it's weird to me because these sets were not developed with the the intent of, like, banning these cards, right? So it's like, you can play a bunch of mana leaks and it's kind of good against Delirium and it's certainly good against Marvel. But, like, once they start hardcasting Emrakuls, like, Rebuke is the exact card that you don't want where it basically just gives you this buffer of protection for like a very short time frame and then eventually either goes dead or it's like yeah you can rebuke their emrakul but they still get to mind slaver you and kind of destroy you so i think that card is like actually pretty bad against emrakul and emrakul kind of keeps it in check to some degree and now you don't there's not even like a huge amount of pressure for you to have this open on turn two to counter their copter right so like i think this card is just going to be sick well, I certainly agree that's going to be sick, but I, aren't you kind of also making a design assumption that, like, certainly they didn't realize Emrakul would be as dominant as it is, right? So when you're when you're talking about them planning, I don't know how long it was ago, a year ago or whatever? Year and a half, maybe? I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. So, like, you're, you're saying that, like, Emrakul was keeping this card in check or whatever, but, like, a year and a half ago, they didn't plan on Emrakul being so powerful that they would ever have to ban it. No, I mean, they thought it was going to be in a deck, you know, right. I don't. I don't know how things went down. Like, I just had lunch with Watsy people, but it's like I don't know everything. They don't tell me anything. No, of course uh, not. They can't. Well, they they can, but they shouldn't, and they don't. Of course not. They would never. Right, do that. and it's like, man, they're they're big jerks because they know all these secrets and they don't tell me, and I love knowing things. But man, this is this is like also way more fun this way when it's just like I wake up at two p.m. and <laughs> the the internet's on fire. You know. 
I mean, we already know from everyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows that Andrew is incredibly cryptic. So there's no way he would ever tell you any secrets. Oh man, that is true. He was the worst about that. He is. He is very tight-lipped. But yeah, I I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if this card is going to end up being a mistake because yeah, it's not mana leak, but it's close. Like there are very good one man artifacts, right? I almost think it's better than mana leak in the context of like the yeah, world there- we live in today. There is a point where on turn four, you get to play a spell and have this open for one land, you know? Correct. That yep. is sick. I, I, I went Thraben Inspector, leave up Mana League slash Crack My Clue, Prophetic Prism, leave it up for one mana today. It feels really good. That's kind of cool and kind of not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoyed it the first time around. It's Time will tell whether it's, it suddenly becomes uncool. Yeah, you enjoyed it from your side, but like, imagine being the other person. No, I get it, man. I get it. And then you finally resolve stuff, and they just, like, brawls expertise all your cards, and... I mean, again, I, I said, like, I, I played Mana Link for one mana today, and I also cast Ulamog with five lands on the battlefield. Like, that's, okay. that's, that's scary stuff. Yep. So, all right, Emrakul's gone, but we can still do busted stuff. That's what you're telling me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right, it's... Ho- hopefully it's all equally busted? No, no, that's never how it works. Oh, I know, that's not how it works, but... It's gonna if be that fun. Was, if that was the world we lived in, like, say Standard felt like Cube... Yeah. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I think generally everyone loves Cube, so under that assumption, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, but, I do I do too. But, like, okay, so, like, we're kind of joking or being sarcastic or whatever, but I actually think this kind of raises a good point. Like, I think it's fine that, that Wizards seems to be taking the stance that things can be kind of wild and crazy, and if it gets really bad, we'll just fix it. It should definitely be noted that, like, the fixing certainly comes with a cost, right? Like, it is a, a huge cost. It does. Like, uh, certainly, you know, people buying rares and mythics and even the the 0.01% chance that they could, you know, lose the value of that investment, like, that is a problem. I certainly agree with that. But if that is a sacrifice that promotes good gameplay for the next, you know, 10 years, that's awesome. Yeah, and we, we kind of touched on this earlier, but I do like the idea of them actually taking risks and taking chances and doing things that might be a little too crazy, you know? Like, they're never going to be able to figure it out for sure you know, before the the real world gets a hold of it and everything. But, like, if you just keep doing things, like, very tame and, and not taking any risks and stuff, like, the game's just gonna kind of be boring, you know? I mean, I, I think that is exactly the route that would cause Magic to die. It's like, once the creativity yeah. goes out. It's like, eventually, if you just end up playing the same, you know, formats every two or three years or whatever, like, it's not fun. Yep, agreed. Big gains in the long term, and then we kind of get beat up a little bit in the short term. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I know this isn't really, like, a popular stance on the thing, or, you know, on Magic Finance, or, you know, losing the investment of your cards or whatever, but even though you your Emrakuls are gone, like, you still got to play a bunch of Magic with them. I know, like, people don't really like that idea, but it's true. It is definitely true. I have these Japanese Emrakuls that I will probably never get rid of, and I got to cast them a decent amount, and I'm pretty happy about that. Yep, same. I, I don't know. I, I think I enjoy it from a historian point of view. Where it's like, I can look back on different eras of Magic, and it's like, man, that was messed up. But that's cool that I got to be a part of that. Actually, I mean, I seriously regret that I never played a, a, a live Magic tournament with Copley. And so I, I can I can appreciate taking that stance on things. Looking back, it's not great. It's like, oh, man, maybe those things were better off if they didn't happen, right? But I got to play Copley a lot. Even aside from the fact that I think that, like, 
that was kind of how I got to be where I am now, where I was like, I got to play Magic every week, and I was like winning a decent amount, and that deck made it super easy. Like, obviously, I'm going to have fond memories of that or whatever, but it's also just like, yeah, I got to be a part of this history, you know, and I think that's cool. I also think people don't appreciate the fact that, like, if R&D hadn't made these mistakes or whatever you want to call them, like, if, if they hadn't made these cards that eventually got banned, like, they didn't learn those lessons, then, you know, maybe Magic wouldn't be as good as it is today, and maybe Magic won't be as good as it could be in the future if Emrakul had to get printed or whatever. Absolutely, man. I know for a fact that, especially with Jace the Mind Sculptor, like, a lot of design philosophy changed from that, just because it was, like, I think the thing that was said to me was, back then, it was kind of just like, if you think this card is busted, then prove it. And it was just like, well, I, I can't really prove that. You know, like, how do you prove that, right? And it's like, okay, well, you know, this card is, is powerful and it's cool. And this is like our, our marquee dude, right? So let's let's make this card good, right? And then it's like, okay, maybe that was not the right philosophy. No, probably not. But I mean, like, Jace is super cool. And it's, you know, it still sees play today in Legacy. And it's powerful and it's awesome. And it's fine in that format. And the existence of Jace the Mind Sculptor probably made Magic the game it is today. So... Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you don't have things like Jace, what do you have to be excited about? Like, yeah, I could be excited about Ishkana, right? Like, card sweet or whatever, but not going to get super emotionally invested in that card basically ever. It's cool, it's good, but that's about it. Yep, and if Jace hadn't existed, the line would have been somewhere else. That's just how it works. Exactly. Yeah, maybe we would we would have only had Stoneforge Mystic and Batter Skull, or maybe Jace would have only had three abilities and it wouldn't have been ban-worthy, but it would have been really good and we would have just, like, remembered it fondly and then forgotten about it because it wouldn't be good enough for Legacy and Modern and maybe Cubes, I don't know. But Emrakul is going to go down as one of the things, and certainly, like, this week is going to be infamous just because this is the first standard banning since then. Is that true? I think so. That was what? five years ago six years ago uh, i think it's closer to five than six but yeah it's somewhere in there and and when you look at it that way it's like oh man so what was the banning before jace was it actually just like clamp disciple that stuff i think so yeah so like first first they banned clamp i think and then they banned artifact lands and disciple well and then lingering souls well that got banned in block yeah i mean technically it wasn't standard but you know it still kind of counts right a little bit a little bit. It was a an under, you know, a non-eternal format power ban. Oh wow, that's actually weird too. Because one of the issues I had with that was like, yeah, these these decks are crushing it in two set block. Like the token deck was really good, but mm-hmm. then like Bonfire was in the third set, and it was like, okay, AVR comes out, then you ban Lingering Souls, and like you never gave the format a chance with that stuff. And I kind of felt similarly about Copter. Where, yes, it is it is really good, it is ubiquitous, and it is difficult to deal with, but there's things like Fatal Push in the set, and there are other things that are kind of just like, hey, play with me, you know? It's not just like, okay, well, we're starting with 4-Copter and then going from there. It's like, well, now maybe you start somewhere else, right? And they never really gave it a chance, which I think is kind of odd, because they are giving the GOAT, the Felidar, whatever, whatever's a chance. <laughs> No, that, that's an interesting parallel, but like it's it's kind of like where you draw the line, right? Because like their data didn't show that Emrakul was technically dominant. It's just people didn't like it. Yeah, it's just really not fun. It, it's tough to say. I'm I'm fine with Smuggler's Copter being gone personally. Like even if Fatal Push exists and maybe decks are starting to move away from it, and it's not in you know as many archetypes as it was before, does anyone actually like playing with it? You know, probably not. Dude, I like looting a lot. I mean, I like looting too, but. 
if if every format I just have like a Jace and then a Copter and then you know something something, I'm I'm pretty happy. But maybe my opponents aren't happy. So yeah, I, I mean, I think your your uh, point a while ago is actually the strongest one. It's like I, I don't like cards that create these archetypes where the power level of your draw is like completely reliant on drawing one card. Yeah, I would I would much prefer to play something like Red Black Aggro where the power level is equally distributed. I, I unbelievable how much different it was having turn two copter in that deck specifically. Yep, absolutely. And then it's like the rest of your draws are just Bomat couriers and <laughs> right. key to the cities, and you're just scrapping. Just three mana deal three damage. Yep, it is. It is not good. So I, I'm fine with it too. I just think it's weird because I don't know what's what's the logic behind it. I don't know. I mean, like I read their stuff. I get it. When you make parallels like that, where it's like, okay, so you ban copter because of these things, but you could have given it a chance with the new cards, right? But you chose not to, and that's acceptable. But then if there's the Felidar thing... God, I need to look this up. Felidar Guardian. Guardian. The Guardian. Cat Beast. The Guardian of the Standard Galaxy. Don't, the Cat don't, Beast. Don't leave Beast off. It's a Cat Beast. Okay. So you can sack it to Ravenous Bailoff. Got it. Who contested Cliffs? Oh, man. Just fight their Llanowar Elves. <laughs> I think that's how you win the Beast Mirror. <laughs> They don't want to give Copter a chance, but they do want to give the Guardian a chance. And, okay, I, d- I don't think that's really consistent, but I get it, you know? And I'm well, fine with it. There, there's a huge precedent between Card has been around for a couple of months, and Card has not seen the light of day. True. And banning Sahili is certainly not the, the answer. That, that's no, 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 not, no. not the answer. I, I, would, I would definitely not recommend banning Sahili. Uh, I think that's just a poor choice. But, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just full of crap who knows i mean i i see your point it's it's not like 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 kind of what we were alluding to previously like fatal push was designed a year and a half ago or whatever so like it's not like they they directly put fatal push in the set to respond to smuggler's copter yeah i don't know fatal push is really good i can't really tell you why it's there because it's man it's good (laughs) it is just so strange how good it is yeah it's a great magic card but like Ans- answers have just never been like a great argument for a threat being too powerful or whatever. No, it's, especially when it's an answer where like they have to opt into giving you the choice of whether or not like you want to answer this thing or not. It's just like like I said, you could just like play another creature and attack them and just not crew your copter until they have their shields down, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yep, getting tempo black hole is just not fun for magic games. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, just make them all like fleet wheel cruisers or whatever. Just at the beginning of combat, if you have a creature with this power, you have to tap it. <laughs> and I, and I, I think that's actually an important note, is that R&D wanted other vehicles to see play, and Smuggler's Copter is just completely pushing them out. And it's it's really unfortunate that this like other card type basically just ended up being one card. Yeah, I am I am kind of worried about the state of aggro, period. But if, if Tom's human deck sounds good and carries of... Yeah, Karizev and Metallic Mimic are good enough, then that's great. That's at least one of them. Maybe Red Black can survive in some form, but I do like that it's like, oh, well, now there's like Heart of Kirin, Fleet Wheel Cruiser, Aether Sphere Harvester. Like, there are a lot of different vehicles to put in your deck. And instead of just copper going in all of them, you're actually going to see some variety. And I think that's good. Yeah, I completely agree. So hopefully, vehicles will actually feel unique from, you know, Aether Revolt through the next year or whatever i still suck and don't actually understand the rotation schedule anymore <laughs> i think so amon cat and the next set 
come out and they're legal and then the next set after that makes Gideon rotate? Is that true? Does that sound right? God, I hope so. I don't know. I, I... Yeah, because we're only five sets right now. We're going to six. Yeah, it, it, the, the next new block makes Gideon rotate, right? So there's battle. <laughs> and what's after battle? Oath of the Gatewatch. Yep, and then is it Shadows? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then that goes into Kaladesh, right? And then Amon Cat is going to come out and Gideon's still legal. Is it? Yeah, because it's, it's two years again, right? Good God, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's two years. Okay, that's that's crazy. I don't know. That That's why the Gideons went up, because people were like, oh, we have these forever. <laughs> it's just literally forever. Yeah, it is just actual forever, forever. <laughs> All right. All right, so, so we are going to be Aether Spear revolting for the next five years. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> All right. Man, you want to be part of history with the, the <laughs> Felidar Guardian and Sahili Rai? Dude, you got it. <laughs> Half a decade of Splinter Twin combo standard. Yeah, are you excited? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm amped. Okay, well, the cat beast. maybe that portion is not going to be great, but I think at the end of the day, standard wins because of this stuff, right? Yes, I think standard is going to be closely monitored, and above all, R&D is interested in promoting diversity, and that's great. Well, even even just this format specifically, like this standard format, this Pro Tour, it's like, man, there's no Emrakul, no Copter, no Reflector Mage. I think the games are going to be a lot better. And I think there's going to be more diversity in decks. And I think just overall people win. And gotta got to pay a cost, I guess, to get there. But from here on out, I think, goats aside, that things should be good. And I'm pretty happy about that. I agree. You know, like, there's basically no Gauntlet decks going into this PT right now. It's going to be the Wild West. That's awesome. Oh, man, it is the Wild West. They actually just killed everything. It's so great. They just yeah, blew up the entire world. I love it. I love new formats. <laughs> Oh, man, and we, we get it, like, three times in a row. That's sick. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about it. So if you love new formats, why are you going to play Metalwork Colossus at three Pro Tours in a row? First of all, it was only that one. Didn't <laughs> for, the last for, for now, for now. And I'm, I'm placing my bets. I, I've literally already told you exactly what I'm playing in the Pro Tour. It's going to happen. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Thraven Inspector makes Mindstone. That's just busted. It is busted. Uh, you want to talk about modern at all, or are you just off it? Yeah, I, I I feel like it would be appropriate to talk about modern, but needless to say, we will have less to comment on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Gataxian Probe, Golgari Grave Troll are both gone. I I should really not have to say that because I don't know how you find this podcast and not already know that. But you know, just for completionist sake, I guess I'll go that far. But I like the formality of of announcing what we're talking about. Yeah, that's legit too. So, Grave Troll, I'm fine with. They gave it a chance. They printed some busted cards for graveyard decks. And they were like, eh, you know, never mind. Right? This is not fun for anyone. I, I and, love what banning Grave Troll represents. It's like, hey, we'll give you this toy. We'll see how it plays out. We might be wrong. Okay, we're wrong. Let's just make the format better. Yeah, y'all y'all wanted it. I think that was one of the cards that people were commonly like, hey, this this should just be unbanned. But as it turns out, they're, they're going to keep printing cards that interact with the graveyard. That's just a thing. Exactly. Uh, that, that, that's the key. It's like, we're not going to make sacrifices in design to make sure Grave Troll's in check. We're just going to keep doing cool things. And if Grave Troll gets out of control, then we'll just get rid of it. I loved Prized Amalgam in Standard. Yeah, like, Pri Prized Amalgam is awesome. 
I didn't think it was good, and I think I got tricked into playing it way too many times. But yeah, that card was super fun and super awesome, and I'm glad that it exists. But it <laughs> made Dredge really good, and so did Cathartic Reunion. And I don't know why the hell that card exists, because I don't know who that really serves, but... Yeah, uh, Cathartic Reunion's a weird one, but Prize Amalgam is, is definitely a great card, and Magic is better for it existing. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, you know, we, we tried. It didn't work out. That's cool. Maybe Maybe people will stop asking for it to be unbanned. But the fact that that happened, it just, it leads me to believe that, you know, maybe at some point, like, Bloodbraid Elf gets unbanned, right? And then it's like, nah, it was messed up, you know, let's not do that again, so we'll put it back on the ban list. You know, stuff like that might happen, and that's great. I mean, it's also kind of, like, why Modern moved away from a Pro Tour format, because, like, people just want to, like, you know, they don't they don't want to, I, I, this sounds so elitist or whatever, but, like, to ruin the integrity of the Pro Tour with, like, these wild things, they just want to have the freedom to make an absurd format for three to six months and to see what happens and let people play with the cards that they think they want to play with. In reality, they don't because they're absurd, but, you know, whatever. Give them a taste. I'm down with that. It's all fun and games until you start talking about, like, win rates and, you know, tier one decks and stuff like that. Like, when it becomes clear that Birthing Pot is, like, 60% against everything, it's like, okay, like... We were having fun, but now people know that Pod is crushing everything, and now more people are playing Pod. And it was cool when I played against it, like, once a tournament, but now, like, every other round, like, that's stupid. And it just kind of, like, ruins the format, right? Because I think people want different play experiences, and if there is just a deck that beats everything, then that's probably not going to happen. I don't think that's where Dredge was or anything, but it's definitely not fun to play against. There's already, like, attacks on your sideboard in Modern as far as, like, what sort of deck you are going to hate out. Is it going to be small creatures? Is it going to be artifacts? Is it going to be graveyard? Uh, lands, I guess, is another big one. And, yeah, Dredge was just a little too much for all that stuff. And I think it, like, still won through hate pretty regularly. Agreed. And also, this is actually kind of an aside, but I, I think the same is true of, like, Legacy or whatever. It's, like... Four years ago, that format was super fun, and I enjoyed every single tournament I entered. But now, like, once a format becomes like, once a Say format it. becomes fleshed out, like, and like people just play the best decks, then it's clear what's actually the best. Oh, uh, so would you say that you enjoy Legacy now, or do not enjoy Legacy now? I like playing it twice a year. Should we mention that you just top eighted a Legacy Grand Prix? Sure. Whatever. I was hoping that you were going to be like, I hate Legacy because it's like fleshed out and everyone knows everything and. I, I mean, like, I, I definitely enjoy the format less than I used to. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I just thought it was funny, like, because <laughs> you literally just top eight in the tournament. I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, it's it's <laughs> it's it doesn't change anything. Uh, I beat everyone. It was awful. Just had a horrible time with my white bordered him to Turox and white bordered brainstorms. Oh no, that's so bad. It's not great. Just oh, like Legacy, man. dude. Do yourself a favor. Buy your own brainstorms. You only play twice a year, but seriously, I'm telling you, man, you get so much more enjoyment out of it. All right, we're, we're done talking about Legacy and the brainstorms that I should buy. Uh, so Troll's gone. Probe's gone, too. Uh, Probe's a good card. It gives you a bunch of information. It puts a card in your graveyard. Uh, that helps with Delve and making your deck smaller, allowing you to play less lands. Like the, the less lands thing, I think, is a big deal. The making your deck smaller thing, I don't think, is like a real argument, but I don't know, whatever. Uh, that, that stuff is just like incredibly difficult to quantify, but 
the fact that basically every deck in modern plays or like all the good decks at least play like 20 lands is just kind of ridiculous and i think probe kind of secretly silently speeds up a lot of the fast decks that happen to play it banning probe might seem kind of weird but it is the type of card where you know you could you could just ban goblin guide or ban cranial plating or ban glistener elf or whatever but it's like they kind of want those decks to exist but just not be quite as good and i think probe is a good card to nab because it had a lot of overlap yeah i think saying good or excuse me cataxian probe is good is a massive understatement and it kind of does just like speed everything up like you said it makes like become immense way more powerful it makes all the creature combo decks way more powerful there's really no direct benefit to having it in the format like the most fair thing you can possibly do with it is like play young pyromancer on turn two and get a token and even that's kind of busted <laughs> a little bit like that's literally the floor on getaxian probe yep. and just the fact that it like completely reduces variance from the games because it allows players information to sculpt the next two turns of the game perfectly which is going to end the game because it's modern I don't know. I, I, I think this is a great ban. I, I understand why people are like kind of, you know, weirded out by it or whatever, but Cataxian Probe is just so much better than people think it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think, was this before the show or during the show when we were talking about it being played in Legacy? I think this was during the show, but yeah, I, I think it's like relatively underplayed in Legacy, but then again, you have a lot of good cantrip options where you don't necessarily need Probe per se, but like need is kind of silly when we're talking about all the things that probe actually does for you i think the card is just generally underplayed and the decks that played it in modern were some of the ones that i regularly feared just in fact and death shadow and them you know turning on their death shadows and turning on their become immenses and looking at my hand and seeing that i just had air and it's just like what <laughs> you know yeah I, yeah i got a handful of siege rhinos yep i'm dead i get it you know Actually, I hadn't thought about it until just now, but I, I played a match at the Season 2 Invitational, and I was playing Abzan against my opponent playing Infect, and my opponent was very good. I bluffed having a Path to Exile the entire game, and was just, like, plussing my Liliana, keeping my one card in my hand, and, like, discarding Tarmogoyce and stuff. Yeah, and then he just peeled a probe? No, no. And at, at, I, I, I beat him, because eventually I did draw, like, good cards. And at the end of the game, he was just like... You know, we were talking about the match after the match, and I was like... We were talking about game one. He was just like, you know, did you have the path? And I was like, no. I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, whatever. I yeah. don't remember. And then, and he was just like, uh, if I just drawn probe, I would beat you on the spot. Yep. It is training wheels to some degree, you know? It helps you out of those spots where it, it removes the need for you to actually make a decision and, like, take a risk. Exactly. It just completely removes risk. It just, like, makes your decisions free. And that's not, like, that's not a good tension to have in a card game that's interactive. No, I mean, not if we're trying to have some amount of hidden information, right? Like, that's a big part of it. And when the modern decks are just, like, have become immense and teamer battle rage and stuff like that, it's just like, do I move all in here? Like, that's a common question for a lot of decks. Like, Arcbound Ravager is another good one, right? So, yeah, yep. that, that card just kind of stinks. It removes, like, all the fun out of it. Yep, I, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I love playing with Probe and, like, Delver and Legacy or whatever, but it's, it's not a good card to have around. So, it is worth noting that Dredge is not necessarily dead. I played Dredge a few times, uh, just online and in one of the Opens, and I think that was it. There were a lot of games where I'm just like, man, this deck is just, like, really good at doing its thing. And if you replaced my Grave Trolls with more Stinkweed Imps, I think I'd still be just as fine. But if, if, like, Troll is banned and you have to play Golgari Thug instead, I think it's close. Obviously, it's worse, right? 
But I think it's still close enough to the point where Dredge is still a deck. It's just not as explosive, not as great. It's like you're you're having a, a lot fewer times where you're putting like 10 power in play on turn two, and instead you're only putting in like six to eight, right? But that's fine. I mean, the ironic part is in like two and a half months, Dredge might be better positioned in modern than it is now because people just let off the hate. Yeah, I mean, even that might even happen just immediately, right? It's like, oh, Dredge is gone. I'll cut all my graveyard hate, and then, all right, let's do this. Yeah, you know? dude just shows up with his thugs and just crushes the tournament. Yeah, Grand Prix Vancouver's coming up, and Dredge was already on my short list. I definitely want to play Burn. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're a Burn guy now. That was not my article title, man. <laughs> that, that was not the title I submitted. <laughs> sure, sure, man. I do like Burn a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm not... <laughs> Shut up. You're saying uh, you wouldn't identify as a burn guy now? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I I like burn. I think it's great. I'm not sure how banning probe affects this. Like, Death Shadow, I thought, was a close matchup, and I think that that deck probably just dies because Death Shadow itself is probably not as reliable. Yeah, and, and I mean, in fact, was it actively good matchup? It was, and... And now I don't know how things change because it's like the, their probes were not very good. And I think them having more lands is better for them, but they're also just not as explosive. So I don't know. And it, maybe, in fact, it's like significantly worse to the point where like fewer people play it, right? And then what am I doing? I don't know. Tom still says it's playable, so I trust him. Oh, it's definitely playable, but I don't know if it's going to be played in the same numbers as it once was. I mean, probably not, but... I think that people just react strongly to things like bans and they don't actually objectively look at how the decks could change and how they could adapt. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at right now. That's what I want to do. Okay. I got to figure out if I'm still a burn guy or not. Okay. Well, you don't just like, you know, lose your status as a burn guy. That's a choice you made. Yeah, okay. I've, I've never gone to the dark side, but, you know. Dude, it was so fun. I believe you. Like <laughs> I told you before the tournament, I was like, no one in the tournament is going to be able to beat me. You did say that. You also said a lot of other nonsensical things, but at least you were right about the burn thing. Nah, I said that my standard deck was probably garbage, and I said that, you know, my legacy deck is garbage, but I like <laughs> it a lot. Sure. All right, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop picking on you. All of those things seem true. I, Dude, I pick on you so much, I think it's okay. Do you? I don't. Maybe I just don't notice it. Oh, well, then that's great. I think our relationship is perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously a, a one-sided relationship is your definition of perfect. <laughs> Look, man, that's just how Burn Guy feels, right? <laughs> uh, have we have we covered everything this week? I think so. Oh, okay. man, I, I think Burn got worse. I'm so depressed. I might, oh. I might go sell my Goblin Guides. Yo, Grixis got better, though. Yeah, Fatal Push is kind of badass. Also, just like all these scary decks that we could never beat. Well, uh, Infect was a good matchup. But... Yeah, Infect was a great matchup. I don't think I could ever beat Death Shadow in a million years. But... Yeah, Death, Death Shadow was truly unbeatable. I got Dude, utterly annihilated by it. Maybe it is good. Do Do I actually want to trick myself into playing Grixis and Modern again? Uh, that's beside the point. We definitely will in the next six months. Oh, crap. Are you coming to Vancouver? Dude, I don't know. Are you going? Dude, I, I'm three hours away or whatever. All right. Yeah, sure. Screw it. Yeah, fly up here, and then, like, me, you, and Cho can drive or something. All right. Sure. Done. Gas. Lock it up. All right. And then we'll we'll play Grixis, and we'll give Cho black-white tokens with Smuggler's Copter. Yep. Can't wait to lock in that 11-4.
No, nah, man, I think I think us with Grixis, we mostly just like killed it or gotten killed, right? Yeah, which is a good place to be, to be fair. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm I'm all about the dying early or actually having a shot at winning the tournament. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's play Grixis. Alright. Alright. That's God, fine. I'm rip <laughs> rip my Grand Prix finish. Alright, one more time. Give it to me. <laughs> that's game. <laughs>